Hello, and welcome back to the Life and Lessons of Me. I'm your host, Jordan. Um, and as per usual, when I start these episodes, I always talk about how much I am not, you know, being consistent with making episodes, and that's probably not helping me in the long run. And I keep saying that, and I keep not being consistent, and I I don't know why. So from now on, I'm going to be consistent with this, and I'm not just saying that just to say that, you know, so I don't know that my mic is working right now. It should be. It just doesn't show, like, the green thing that it means I'm talking for some reason. So anyway, I'm going to have to watch this back and see if it actually did anything. My mic is on. Everything's plugged in. It's just working. So, yeah. Anyway, slight detour from where this podcast was going. Um, so, again, I believe it's working. It just doesn't register that it's working because my Wi-Fi is so bad. I need to call and fix it because it's it's so, so bad. It doesn't even work in my room. My room's granted across the house, but it doesn't work. So anyway, back to where I was going with that. Today, I want to talk about something that isn't very easy to talk about. And I know probably a lot of people in my same situation are feeling this way. Um, so I'm not alone in feeling this way, I think. And I know a lot of people, you know, in the United States, especially are having issues with um, mental health. And um, I mean, not even in the United States, like everywhere, because, you know, um, especially now with all the COVID stuff still going on, um, which is ridiculous, it should be over and done with at this point. Um, but no, no, we're not done with that. We're just going to milk it until, you know, there's nothing else to talk about. Anyway, mental health. I sometimes am like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, where um, that might be like a too old for some people to get reference. But basically, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are the same person and basically a split personality. Um, and I definitely don't have a split personality. I just have really different moods. Um, some days I'm very positive and, you know, inspirational and other days I'm just a real asshole and there's no way to sugarcoat it. I am an asshole and I don't know why Memphis, Tennessee is calling me. Oh my gosh. Is it a sign that I shouldn't make this episode right now? <laughs> no, I'm going to keep going. Um, life happens when you're at home. Um, back to mental health. Okay. So I have really bad mood changes, um, and it happens really fast, too. Um, and I believe it's because all of the negativeness and, like, all of the bad things in my life sometimes outweigh the good. And that's only because I'm allowing them to outweigh the good. And 
so now I have to figure out how to not allow um, the bad things to control my mood and, you know, how I physically feel. Um, because it's true that emotions directly affect you physically um, to the point where you can cure yourself um, of certain things and, um, or you can damage yourself and create cancer and stuff like that. Because um, some people may say that's not true, but it's a hundred percent true, medically proven to be true. And so the other question then is, why is science and medicine not considering emotional things a lot more? And now I feel like a lot of people have woken up to that because of COVID and because of, you know, staying home, like the suicide rates spiked and, you know, pe people are going to therapists all the time. So it's hard to get a spot. So um, it's hard to find a good therapist that really truly understands what's going on. And I'm lucky in the fact that I found somebody like that. Um, and I guess what I want to talk about is, you know, how bad it gets sometimes. Sometimes I feel like, like, for example, yesterday I um, got in a fight with my mom. And here's the thing about words, broken bones and shit stuff. Sorry. I, it's not a kid-friendly podcast. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> broken bones heal. But the thing about words is, I don't know whoever came up with, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me, is total BS. It's completely the opposite. Like, you know, um, words hurt far worse than anything physical, possibly. Like, I mean, it depends. But um, in any case, once you say something, it doesn't go away and no amount of saying I'm sorry is going to do anything. So the only real way to show somebody that you care about what you've done and said is to work on yourself and be better and not do it again. That's the only real way to show somebody that you actually care about what you said to them and want to change it. Um, and I, I think I do want to change it. It's very difficult to um, real like to realize this, and some people never do. They never really realize what they're doing and how it affects other people. Um, and I don't know that that means that there's a lack of empathy there, but all I know is that as soon as I said all that stuff, I felt like you know I was really guilty, and I felt very bad about myself and that I, I even questioned what, what my purpose was. Like, why am I here? I questioned it. And I basically said some things that might make somebody like, um, nervous for my personal safety, but, um, I'm somebody who says those things with no intention of actually doing something. Um, Except sometimes I do get so frustrated with myself that, you know, I'll like punch a door <laughs> or, or smash the dog cage like I did one time. Um, and now the, the front door of the dog cage is bent in because I smash into it with my wheelchair. Um, 
So I also destroyed a trash can one time. So yeah, again, this is not very easy to talk about, but I feel like it's something that I need to share in order to grow. Um, so yeah, sometimes I, I question like, what am I living for? You know, but here's what my family, my dogs, my friends, my self, like, um, I have a lot of things going well for me right now. I'm going to get my license. I have to call and reschedule because somebody stole the catalytic converter, but it should be fixed by now. So I call and reschedule, um, for my next couple driving lessons. Um, my grades are good and I feel like I know sort of what I want to do. And, um, as I was talking to somebody about this, the positive started to, you know, gain strength. And I, I want to try and focus on the good things. And the only real way I can think of to do that is stay off the social media as much as possible. Cause of course I want to go on it and be social, but at the same time, all it is, is, um, a place to compare yourself to other people and to compare your life and how it's going to others' lives. And that's when it gets very difficult for you, um, for anybody, for myself, especially, um, you get self-conscious, you go, what am I doing wrong? Like all those things. And it's just a breeding ground for that kind of thought. And as soon as you get in your own head, it's really hard to get out of it. So, um, I'm somebody that needs to accept both sides of myself, um, the, the asshole side and the very positive upbeat side. And I need to kind of, I, I don't know, uh, join those together and my positivity can like overrule the assholeness and, you know, I can focus on just being a positive force instead of a total jerk. So Another way is fill, fill your day with stuff to do. Um, I don't have much to do. So if I'm not filling my day with stuff, that's good. Um, unlike playing video games all freaking day. Maybe I need to switch what's game, which games I play. Um, and I play piano sometimes. Just I forget how to read music, but, you know, I just sound it out, basically. Um, I was starting to read a little bit. And, and I don't know why, but it's kind of cyclical. Like I go and I start to be better and then something just sets me back off and then I have to start over again. So I, I don't know why I'm inconsistent as so, so much as I am. Maybe because, you know, when something's going well, something bad happens. And, you know, that's that's how life works. It's not supposed to be easy or straightforward. You know, what I always say is that life is about facing your adversity instead of letting it win. Life isn't easy ever for anybody. My life is a little bit harder than some people's, but that's not to say that a lot of people have it worse than me because they do. And um, I'm grateful for everything that I do have. Um, uh, like my emotional intelligence, even though like sometimes I let it win, I'm aware enough to be like, okay, that's not right. And I need to do something about that. Um, especially like, you know, if I eventually 
get married and stuff. Like, I'm not, I can't snap like that. I I have to not do that because that's not me. And what really is me is the positive, upbeat dude um, who was, by the way, the cutest baby ever. I'll show you a picture sometime. But anyway, I, I it's just like, okay, so you're a kid, right? And as a kid, you go through life not really realizing how difficult it is because you're still a kid. Um, and you go through life more centered to who you are when you were born. And then um, I would say that life gets really hard and like in your face around middle school when it's the biggest transition period of your entire life, probably. You're going from being a kid to growing up in three years to go to high school to then go to college to then start your life. So it goes from, I'm a kid until I'm about 12. And then, you know, all this life stuff happens and like socially, like it's, it's tough. And then after you get done high school, you're thrown into this crap show. And no wonder people are all like negative and depressed all the time because life isn't nice to you. It isn't. And all the stuff that it throws at you is trying to win. So everything. And I mean, if you look at it from a religious standpoint, which I mean, I'm not the best in terms of, you know, being consistent and religious and stuff. It's almost like some people might say that, um, you know, Satan is trying to win. And I'm not saying that's like accurate or the only viewpoint you're entitled to whatever you believe in and i mean it's just it's so obvious that like you know one side tends to be you know more reserved and more classical in their thinking and the other side seems to be a little bit wacky and like very not much like not respectable and like it's so easy to tell like kids just because they don't know they embrace like acting out and like you know dressing a certain way to be provocative provocative and stuff like that and it's because we don't know what we're doing we don't know how to cope so we resort to things like that where like we don't really know what to do and we don't have any healthy coping mechanisms to um you know replace the things like for example like underage drinking and like stuff like that but underage drinking to the extent where it's like you're an alcoholic and you're 16 like that kind of stuff has got to stop and I don't know how to make it stop and it's not my job to make it stop but I just for me like I've done things like that before and you know it it doesn't work it distracts you I think it's it's a form of distraction but you know it, it comes right back and it's like being addicted to the gym same thing you go you work out and you have an escape from reality and then you leave and reality comes right back so it's not really benefiting you as much as you might think it is like it's te a temporary benefit yes but in the long run, it's not going to work. Um, and that's how people, you know, get addicted to things like drugs and alcohol and even healthy things like 
running or the gym. Like, um, I like to go to movies and watch movies a lot. And it is a good escape from reality, but you have to understand that it's not a good coping mechanism. It's not going to work forever. It's going to work for like two hours and then it's right back to where you just were. So I think it's, it's more beneficial to um, feel the pain mentally and emotionally um, and get through it. And because if you don't work through it, it's not going to go away. It's just going to come right back. Um, and that doesn't help. And maybe that's why, you know, um, my mental state is so weird. It's like, good, I'm good, I'm good. And then it's like, no, you're really bad. You're really at your lowest low right now, like super bad. Um, and then it's like, okay, I have that outburst. And then I'm like, okay, because maybe, maybe I'm giving the negativity too much power in the moment. And after I have time to think about it, I go, well, this is happening and this is happening and this is good and this is good. But the fact that I can't do that, like as it's happening is, is the issue. So, and, and it's not easy to say, stay positive. And it's not like I'm positive all the time. I just, I mean, I'm very not positive a lot. Um, but my true self is a positive person. And yeah, and, and this is like, a healthy form of self-comparison right now. My my friend Elijah, um, he has Duchenne muscular dystrophy like I do. Um, he released a book called um, a, uh, a Small If. And basically his book talks about his personal experience with um, Duchenne muscular dystrophy and how he found his purpose and, you know, how powerful positivity can be. And this book just gives a, a, a new perspective on things for anybody, not just people who are affected by Duchenne or any type of muscular dystrophy or anything. It's, it's helpful to everybody. And I think the fact that it's helpful to everybody puts him in a unique situation. And I want to be like him in the sense that what I say matters and what I say makes people think a different way. Like I want to know that I'm having an impact more so than just me making this and people telling me it's great. But like, I want to know, like, what have I helped you with? And I don't know, maybe it's some sort of validation for all the stuff that I've gone through. Like, um, it's not to say that I deserve that, but um, there has to be some purpose to this or else like, you know, it soul searching kind of like so i believe my purpose is to share my perspective and share what i've been through and what i've learned from being from going through that and how i function through life and i just don't know that i have the right platform to do that i mean the podcast is a very easy way to do this and i will be interviewing elijah at some point i just have to work through the questions um I know I've been saying I'm going to interview people, but I really just wanted to make a lot of content first. So I would have some base, um, you know, but it's not going to happen if I'm not making it consistently. So um, my new goals are make this consistently, fill my time with productive and positive things. And, you know, 
embrace both sides of myself so I can be one the whole person instead of positive guy and asshole. So um, I'm not going to change who I am. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's different if you're working on yourself to be better. It's not necessarily that you're changing. It's, it's that you're evolving and, you know, growing as a person. And that doesn't necessarily mean changing things about you. And, and acceptance of both sides of me, there's a third part to that. There's the outside appearance side. Um, because that is tough. Like you get self-conscious very easily. Um, I know for lots of people, like um, if you see models and stuff, like it gets discouraging. And if you see your peers, like a lot of people that I know who are men are making fitness accounts because they want to share their personal physical gains with people. And that's another form of working on yourself for sure. But, you know, for me, I have to work on myself emotionally and mentally, and I don't have the opportunity to, you know, show people in a physical way that I'm bettering myself and, you know, um, becoming who I'm supposed to be. And I mean, fitness stuff, is a distraction, honestly. You, you need to work on your emotional state and your mental state as well. And some people don't do that. They're just trying to look good because, I mean, they can and they should probably, I don't know, um, you know, be healthier and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I some of me feels like they're just trying to do that to be attractive to women. Um, so <laughs> what does that say about us? Uh, us uh but um yeah I, I think for me this is another topic now but like dating is a big factor that affects your mental health it does for sure and um this is some something that I was never told like that you know dating is stupid and silly your entire life like it's never easy but um I, I think it's a matter of who lines up with my maturity and to be honest with you i am i'm i'm done with it <laughs> i'm just being friends it's, it's conditional though okay so like um anyone who says they're not looking isn't looking until the white right person shows up you know when the right person shows up i'll be looking <laughs> but right now it's just a matter of time until you know, everybody lines up maturity wise. So, you know, um, so yeah, but that affects your, your mental health a lot too, because if someone rejects you, you're like, what did I do? Or like, what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. There's stuff wrong with them, you know? So as long as you know that you're good and that you are okay with yourself, you know, and you have goals and like, a direction in life, you know, it's, it's not so long that it's going to take, um, and it is true. If you expect nothing, then you're surprised with what you get. And, um, in terms of dating, it's like, okay, if I expect not to date, then, you know, if you're not looking, it'll show up apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I think that's going to, um, really benefit me to be 
more of a positive person and, you know, someone who wants to be better and can be better. So I'll leave you with these things. Okay. Be positive as much as possible. Negative things are going to happen. It's almost a sure thing, but you have to roll with it and spin it in a positive way. Like when I went to school and I lived on campus and it was awful and I was the most depressed I ever was. But if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have ever found my purpose to share my stories and, you know, give you some life lessons about myself and like just life in general. And um, it's huge. Negative things always benefit you in the long run. It's just hard to see it. But, you know, for example, like another example is having Duchenne. And being a random mutation, which sucks because I should be a normal person right now. But that makes me feel like I have this for a reason. You know, and, and some days that reason might not be as clear as today. Yesterday sucked, but, you know, today's a new day. I mean, if you live one day at a time, it gets easier. And I think that's something I've struggled with a little bit. But um. That, I think, is going to do it for today's episode. Keep a lookout um, for new episodes and new content. Um, remember to check out A Small If on Amazon. Uh, go look it up. Highly recommend it. Um, and, yeah. Um, catch you on the next one, and have a good day.